Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 207 DGS coming up at 2.30. We have uh, my very good friends Jimmy Griffin and Dave Farver from El Monstero. I have tickets to opening night. Super excited. Going to try to make Phoebe go. Uh, I don't think Phoebe knows what a Pink Floyd is, but <laughs> it's such a great show, and she is into music. And uh, as a father, I feel like I owe it to her to kind of expand her, her musical mind. Uh, so they'll be here at 2.30. I'm not going to tell this story in front of Dave because Dave's heard it so many times. Uh, but Dave is not only an amazing uh, vocalist, but he is uh, probably the best saxophone player uh, to come out of St. Louis since like the 1930s. And when Nick was a little kid, he went to Hope Montessori School. He was about three or four years old. And back then, Dave, maybe he still does it, he had uh, Mr. Saxophone. And so he would go to preschools and grade schools and he'd play the saxophone. Nothing scared Nick more in the world than Mr. Saxophone. It would, Nick's always been a sensitive kid and it was too loud. And we would pull into the parking lot. He would see Dave's like little Kia Soul with Mr. Saxophone on it and he'd start freaking out. And so, <laughs> no. so it would be like 43 year olds and me watching Mr. Saxophone. And uh, then when Nick grew up and he followed in dad's footsteps and he played drums and played guitar, both better than I do, and he's really into music, and I took him to see El Monstero, uh, Kevin Gagnapane, who kind of started El Monstero, the bass player. Uh, we were sitting in the kids' section because Kevin's son was there with us, and uh, out comes Dave Farver, and he's just killing it, and, and we have good seats, and, and he's just walking back and forth, and Nick's digging it. I'm like, you know who that is? Mr. Saxophone, and he freaked out. It just—it was such a cool moment. It's just like, like well, he, now I want to go home. Yeah, he had to leave. Oh, I'm sure he said he said he like he had to deal with it, man. He's like, this is this is the Joker. This is my arch enemy. <laughs> <laughs> so those guys are going to be in studio at two thirty talking about El Monstero. Let's do something fun. Let's do some fun stuff. Okay. Uh, today is National Letter Writing Day. Can anyone remember the last legit letter you wrote? You wrote a letter by hand. You put it in an envelope. You send it to somebody. Hmm. Probably job search when I was coming out of college. Wow. Maybe not even that because those were all typed. I've actually been getting into envelopes and stamps lately. I've been learning about them. God, um, I love you. What? Because, well, because I've been, I've been, uh, uh, I've have my little trading card storefront, so I've been like shipping things, oh. and I've been okay. doing it all via envelopes. And I had like basically never sent an envelope 
or like a stamp on it before in my life. So like trying Real to calculate question. how many. Do you stamps still you lick them, or do they all have a tape deal? I I lick mine. I mean, I don't know if I have to, but I do. Uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> give say me, that. Give me that time. Don't say that. <laughs> it's a personal touch, you know. Uh, but no, I I don't have the. I've seen the sticker ones. I don't have those. I have the the regular ones. Mm-hmm. But it's like how <laughs> Andrew's like, I'm not a billionaire, <laughs> right? I don't have the do they sticker cost more? envelopes. I would assume, yeah. Oh. Well, and speaking of like trying to figure out how many stamps to put on something is just because they always warn yeah. you like if you don't put the right amount of stamps yeah. on, they'll just send it back. And ugh. I, I I only just I only use one stamp. It's been okay so far. Hopefully, I didn't jinx it. Yeah. Two stories about uh, uh, Tokyo, uh, Rachel's beloved city. It is not only one of the world's largest cities, it was just named the safest city in the world. There you go. That's crazy. I know. It's the whole time I was there, I never for one second did I feel anxious or feel like I needed to look over my shoulder. The largest what 40 million 30 million i feel like it's like 38 million and it's the large or it's the, the safest well they t- and they take stuff very seriously nintendo had a, a massive event in january that was just canceled because there were some kind of vague threats towards like some of the staff members and stuff so they just pulled the plug on the entire event they're wow. like we're not doing this if you're going to if someone's going to make people, you know, if someone's going to do something unsafe, we're just canceling the whole thing entirely. Well, it's not safe for pigeons. A taxi driver in Tokyo was arrested for running over a pigeon and killing it on purpose. <gasps> he admitted to it and said, quote, pigeon should get out of my way. Mm. <laughs> mm, that's rough for the pigeon. I don't think they would uh, arrest somebody for that in America. No. I think that's oh, just no, no. Normal behavior. I think it would be hard to hit a pigeon on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how that went down. Like, who saw him hit the pigeon? Was there a police officer on the scene who was like, "This is unacceptable," and leapt into action? Like, how did that? Yeah. How did that happen? Uh, they're only doing 250 of these. I usually hate things like this, but I thought this one was kind of cool. Uh, Pizza Hut is offering 250 free doormats with a QR code that will gift your delivery drivers a free pizza. So Amazon shows up, and if they know the gig, they can do whatever you do with the QR code, code with your phone and go home that night and get a free Pizza Hut pizza. That's, That's awesome. Fun. Not cool. Mm-hmm. Very nice. It's kind of like what Domino's sort of made you think they were doing with their free emergency pizzas. Right. I'm I'm mad at Domino's. Uh, really, I think for you're people the only in need. You thought that, right? <laughs> well, there were I did, people I, in need. I kind of thought it too, and I'm mad at Domino's <laughs> because they've made some. Domino's has made some changes. I do not agree with. Like what? They changed their uh, reward system to where it was like every every few orders you just get a free pizza, and that was that. It was like a very simple thing. And now it's like a really complicated points-based thing where I they informed me that I have enough points to get either some garlic knots or a dipping cup. A dipping cup? Yeah, and I was oh. like, well, I'm not going to... I'm not going to get dipping. That's the worst is when people offer rewards programs and the reward is not even close to being worth the hoops you had to jump through to get it. Like, don't even offer it at that point. Mm -hmm. I offer you $1 million cash tax-free right now or three cents for every step you take the rest of your life. Don't do the math. I'll give it to you later. Which one are you taking? Million. I don't know how long I'm going to live. If you do 10,000 steps a day, that's 300 bucks a day, 2100 a week, $109,000 per year, which means it takes a little over nine years to get your million, and at that point, you're making a profit. Yeah, but nine, I can do a lot of investing in that nine years. What's my What's my ROI on the mill? You just don't want to walk, do you? You're right. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm bringing the curve down on the on that uh, figure, so I'm going to What if I break my cash. foot or something? 
I'm taking Good the question. cash. I guess I'd take the cash too. Like Kevin said, who knows how long we're going to live. Jeez. <laughs> I said let's have some fun. I'm taking I'm deep fun. in velocity. I'm Listen, the- I could get hit by a bus next week. I'll tell you what. I'm taking the cash and I'm using it <laughs> to get like, a I'm motorized I'm dead chair. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spend it all today. <laughs> a poll asked people what is the most that you would pay for a T-shirt you really loved. Hmm. That I really loved? I would say $60. Look at you. 75 Ooh. Yeah, I'd do seventy five, eighty somewhere in there. Whoa. If I like really loved it and it was gonna last me a long time. I mean, t- it, it, it. I'm thinking more of like concert shirts or something like that, where you're, you're like you were at an event. What do you and pay for your beloved Wheeler shirts? Oh, those are super inexpensive. So the last one was, uh, I think they averaged out in the package like thirteen or fourteen a shirt. Nice. They're awesome. See, I got weird proportions. So for me, I'm I'm less thinking like a concert shirt and more thinking like a really well fitting shirt that I look good in. Mm, which is right. which is tricky to do when you're built like I am. Mm. But like just you carry your weight in weird places. Sure. So like I'm a, going for I'm going like for a like a condom full of walnuts. Um the thirty seven percent said twenty bucks. <laughs> that was the most popular answer. Thirteen percent of young adults would pay eighty and zero percent zero percent of boomers said they would pay over fifty. What would you pay for the perfect shirt? Again, if it's a special shirt. Worn this by, is, this worn is by many thinking. other people. Like, I paid $120 for my new old stock 1974 Farrah Fawcett t-shirt. See, that's, that's kind that's of like where I was. a collector's item. For, but I'm like you. Uh, like, as Rage knows, because she spent eight years in an office with me, I have 100 uh, Lucky Brand t-shirts yeah. that I buy used on eBay for, like, 15 bucks. I cannot tell the difference between my t-shirts that are... You know the thirteen, fourteen on average, versus a twenty-five dollar T-shirt. Like there's literally there's no difference in the feel. So that w- it would have to be something more about a memory and more of a souvenir type thing than than anything else. You know, you know who I'm so sick of, Tom Brady. You've always said this. I know, but how did he get you, more annoying when he retired? We should not have to hear about him anymore. Now What's he's he making doing? news because he he resents that people think that he was soft when he played. Dude, you've got a billion dollars. You're better looking than any woman I've ever dated. Shut up. Who Just go enjoy your life. Enough people that he's talking. He's talking about it on a podcast. Oh my god. Well, that is the thing, right? Like he has, he obviously has a charmed life and this is some of the little bits of criticism that makes it back to him. And he's like, I must address this on a podcast. It's like, dude, just let it roll off your back. It's not that big of a deal. You obviously were not soft when you were playing football. I got to totally freak out about this. Now I hate Tom Brady. Yeah. No, no needs, no need for someone who's basically perfect to be insecure. Or at least don't say it out loud. Well, that's fair. Don't, don't, let the, don't let the rest of us trolls hear it under the yeah. bridge. Everybody else is like, poor Tom. Right. Yeah, you poor guy. Remember when he said he used to treat himself on a cheat day with a strawberry? Strawberry. Yeah. Ah! That, th- I thought the show was going to melt down that day. I have never seen Dave that angry. <laughs> oh, my God. Dave and Tony and Tim Convy were like oh. screaming. Yeah, like I just did. Yeah, but Con- <laughs> like, ah! Convy was fake screaming. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Because he is a Tom Brady. Yeah. So he yeah. was probably... Yeah, he was probably he's a, like... He's yeah, like, I have two strawberries. Yeah, he's got a strawberry in his pocket right then, and he's like, uh-oh. Convy licks an apple and goes and runs a mile. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tim. Tim has a show coming up in January. We're all yeah, going. let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's go.
Thought he'd ask me to open for him, but he didn't. Uh, anyway, <laughs> next time, Dave. Anywho, waiting by the phone. <laughs> He's got my number. Did I just say that out loud on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> 223 DGS. I don't know much about what I'm about to tell you, and I mean that honestly. I just, I love the outdoors. My ultimate plan is to move to either Colorado or New Mexico or something. I just, I love, I just, I love it. But I'm not a, I'm not a hunter. I'm not a conservationist. I, I don't have the knowledge, right? My whole life, I've heard about the spotted owl, evidently the most important animal who's ever lived. Oh. And uh, I forget what state this is in. I apologize. Bad show host. But they are going to kill five hundred thousand barred owls to save the spotted owl because the barred owls are just badasses like they can catch anything they can eat anything and the spotted howl owl must be kind of like lovey howl from gilligan's island or something like it, it needs things on a silver platter and so it doesn't thrive as much and having just watched all these series about evolution and the dinosaurs and here come the mammals and there go the mammals and extinctions and things like that. I tend to be more of a let it play out kind of guy, especially when you're going to kill a half a million of anything. Yeah. Anyone have any thoughts on this? I'm a hundred percent with you. I mean, I I get stepping in if it's some sort of man-made deficit that we've created where it's like, Oh, the spotted owl, it's all our faults. So we're going to we're going to not build this building here. We're going to this we're going to that. But to go like, oh, the other owls are out out competing them. So we're just going to kill a half a million of them. That's crazy to me. I mean, I'm not a big believer in meant to be, but maybe nature obviously has given the barred owl advantages. Over yeah. other owls. There are, there are, I think, times where it's our fault, like Rachel said, and then it's like, let's do everything we can to save them. But there's also just, like, some things, it's like natural selection. Some things just, like, don't, they don't make it. They don't have what it takes to survive for... Didn't expect me to talk about barred owls today, did you? <laughs> I didn't. I had to, uh, but my barred owl fan club is very excited. It's an Oregon. You know the weird thing that's showing up on my TikTok that I'm semi-obsessed with? Last words... Of celebrities and uh, historical uh, figures and presidents. Ooh, fun! Yeah, it's weird. Are a lot of them like, oh no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I wish they, it wasn't passing they, away. They like run the gambit from, uh, you know, "Twas my pleasure to serve my country, and now I go to sleep." Uh, to like, me love them. Fruit Loops make them big time. Yeah, like it's just. Everything. I feel like Lincoln. my last words are going to be swear words. Lincoln's was how did <laughs> yeah, the play yell, end? Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Right. Lincoln's was how did the play end? <laughs> he said one twice. step too far. I did. I <laughs> and like he's like, that didn't get a laugh. One step too far. I was happy with it. <laughs> hmm. Well, he ruined that, didn't he? <laughs> Well, I what's love, the real one? I love the first quote, which was like, "'Twas my pleasure to have served yeah. my country forevermore." Uh, Lincoln did say something He said something, appropriate. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he, he didn't die at the theater. They brought him back to the White right. House, and I think he died there. Right, right, right. Hmm. He's like, I'm so honest. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. My if nickname. I'm honest, <laughs> I'm not crazy about this. this his last words were, bar, she, right? his last words were, she won't think anything about it. I will say last night oh, when they had brain damage. when they asked the candidates like what president do you want to be like 
And then um, Christy took Reagan. So the Nikki Haley picked George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. I was like, that's kind of <laughs> Pick a one. You can't have Pick the two one. best ones. That's greedy. We also know the rules. You pick one. Right. I don't want to have been like Polk. I'm a Polk man. <laughs> uh, I want to look like De- a baby. DeSantis said Calvin Coolidge. I was like, oh, that's a nice deep cut. Yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah, like, yeah, yes, Calvin Coolidge. Why yeah, I don't know what about that guy. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. DGS. Uh, good friends Dave Farber and Jimmy Griffin are here from El Monstero. Good to see you, boys. How are Very you? Good to see you, my friend. Uh, let me geek out for a second. So I hope you guys know how cool it is to be friends with you. Uh, it really is. I have some idea. But it's but it's a love-hate thing. Like, I just asked Farber, who's like one of the best vocalists and saxophone players I've ever met in my life. I'm like, hey, Dave, what's new? He's like, ah, you know, I'm doing a Tibetan singing bowl thing now. And I'm like, yeah, of course you are. Of course you are. And I thought of a, I thought of my analogy. So Jim was in my band, I don't know, 10 years or so, and playing in a band with Jimmy Griffin was like when I first became buddies with Mark Bolger. And that's when Mark was the quarterback for the Rams, and he came to my home, and I go... Uh, You've never invited me to your house. <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, right back at you. <laughs> I've been to your house, I will yeah, say. Yeah, there you go. They, oh, they, they played my the cul-de-sac. Played the ball party. And so Bolger's over, and I go, so... Uh, you want to throw a football around? <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> True story. And he's like, sure. So we go in my backyard, and we throw the football like five times. He goes, is that enough? <laughs> you know a decent spiral or not? <laughs> right. And, and we were playing with a ball that he had signed for me. Nice. So that's when it was like playing in a band with Jimmy. Just like, hey, you want to throw the ball around? <laughs> little, sure, buddy. Little Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> want to play smoke on the water? <laughs> <laughs> you just want to ride an acorn for a while? Yeah. With your guitar turned down? Um, so El Monstero, let's pretend. Pretend that the, the audience doesn't know about it. We'll start there. So introduce what El Monstero is and kind of the history. 
uh, yeah, it's at uh, El Monstero. This is our 24th year. Wow, yep. that's nice. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it started uh, as a side project for the band Stir, uh, so they could do some gigs while they were not being an original band. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of flourished. It came out, and people liked it. People were like, oh, I like And this is kind of, you got to think, 24 years ago, there weren't, the, it, we weren't as inundated with tributes yes. as we are now. it was new. And uh, and was a, it was kind of a novel idea to do this, and and uh, it's just blossomed over the years. And it's if you love Pink Floyd music, it's a great thing to do. And the production is always kind of over the top, and uh, in terms of video and sonics and yeah. and things like that. So I said before you guys got here that. Uh I'm planning on bringing Phoebe, my 18-year-old, this year, and she has probably never heard of Pink Floyd, like almost literally. Uh, But she's a music lover, and I told her, I'm like, I don't care. You're going, and you're going to be blown away, and she will. Like, I... I didn't hate Pink Floyd, but it was always like pothead music to me, and I feared no no one like potheads. And so when I went on the second year with my brother... Uh, because he loved Pink Floyd because he's a pothead. And <laughs> at the end of the show, I was just blown away. And I and you guys made me a Pink Floyd fan, which mm. is a pretty big compliment, right? Yeah. Uh, appreciate that. Every year we do this. Mm-hmm. To the extent you can tell us, because I know you guys keep it pretty close to your vest, mm-hmm. for the people who go every year, two or three shows a year, what sort of little inside uh, Easter egg kind of things can we tell them about? Oh. Uh... I just been to one rehearsal so far, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> we, we don't tell Dave much. <laughs> I didn't realize Farber was on a need to know basis. I, totally. yeah, just, I only know when I get to the show, really, what's yeah. happening. Yeah, he's, he's just there to look pretty and play oh, that's good. Awesome. You know? That's um, so great. And, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for his response. I was, I thought I, was I was like, what do you think we're going to do, Dave? They're like, how do you know what we're yeah. doing? Um, man, there's, uh, you know, it's always, this year's the 50th anniversary of Dark Side, so of course Didn't we're going to run that. down Dark Side. Um, there'll be some special attention paid to that. Um, uh, there's, man, we try to leapfrog around the catalog as much as we can. Um, there's some Sid songs this year. I love doing the Sid songs. Those are so fun yes. and juvenile for me, especially against a lot of the other stuff that's incredibly serious right. uh, those songs are very fun to do yeah um, there's stuff from uh, some later records that we've never played before um, there's some new arrangements of songs we've done yeah. for a long time that we're doing like our own their own spin on yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, there's it's it's always we always try to give because we know there's people that see it all the time. Yeah. So we're always trying to give them something and the people that, and, and I see it every time we play something super weird. Mm-hmm. The rest of the room is looking at me with a blank stare and there's four guys in front of me that know <laughs> every single word. They're having a great time. Yeah. And we also know every year there's people that have never seen the show before. Yeah. You know, and we're introducing new people to this catalog and and uh, trying to curate it the best way we possibly can. So John Pisoni, the the drummer for El Monstero, uh, I've talked to him about this quite a lot. And he'll say, like, okay, so when I do Pink Floyd, <sighs> got to lay back. Mm-hmm. Got to lay back. Take it a, bit, a little bit behind the beat. You don't do any fills that aren't in the songs. You got to lay it back. For you guys, like, Jim, what's in your head 
when you're doing a Monstero show? Oh, man, just to, I, I'm not thinking. It's, it's not, there's nothing in my head other than doing the gig at that point. Um, you're just, not aiming the ball. No, no. Just, just, I call it slow dancing at the planetarium is kind of, is the, the mindset I'm, yeah. I'm kind of in is because there's so much, you know, usually when you think about playing music, you think, you know, you've got your guitar and sound comes out and that's it. This is, there's like fire shooting out of things <laughs> and people are hanging from the ceiling and point. the guy in front of you is rolling on ecstasy <laughs> out of the mind. You know, like, it's, it's a great point. Yeah, you're like, there's so many things. That's one of my, the thing why we rehearse so much is, is you just to get the mechanics of what you're doing out of it yeah, so that you can focus like I don't want to think about stuff right. when I'm doing that because there's way too much stimulus happening <laughs> yes. um, you know that you can and that we've all learned that everyone in this band but when we started having the aerialists and things like that don't look at them because right. you just <laughs> the best part is when we're standing on stage when that stuff is happening it's going to be difficult for radio but it's like everyone in the audience is not looking at you yeah you know, and the whole place is focused. I could like cut my arm off on stage, and no one would notice. You know, right? Um, well, it's fun to watch the audience react. Yeah, to, I bet to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Uh, you guys have played every room in town. Uh, talk to me about the pageant when it comes to this show. Well, I don't think it's there's a better venue in town sound wise. I mean, it's it's it was designed that way, and it's it's still to this day, I think, one of the best uh, sounding. Venues around, yeah, and of course we we got state of the art guys running the running the the show and um, the best stuff that there is to offer, you know, yeah. visually. And, and they've man, they I was I said this to somebody today on Facebook. I made a post about Elmo, and somebody was like, "Why don't you guys play this other place?" And uh, I was like, "Man, the the." The pageant kind of birthed this band, and we love our mommy a whole bunch. Sure, you know, and and that it's a family over there. They've they've worked with us through all this stuff. It's really hard on the pageant to like because we're in there for two or three days prior to the show. Right. There's people on staff that are staying there until eleven o'clock at night so that we can get this right. I mean, you know, they they've worked with us an incredible yeah. amount, and they've been incredibly gracious. To so us <clears throat> weird time. analogy, but you'll get it. Uh, when I was moving from a big house to a big house, lots of furniture, the guy showed up at seven in the morning, and I said to them, "This must suck." Like you guys probably finished up at eleven p.m. last night, and you haven't even moved one lamp. And the manager's like, "No, we love it. It's our life." And he walked out, and some guy goes, "It's the worst." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "It's the absolute worst." Yeah. When you guys are moving in, mm-hmm. is it th- the same kind of feel? Like we haven't even brought one amp in yet. Uh, the thing that happens for me, and I'm I'm not calling anyone out on our production, but sometimes people forget that there's a band on the stage. <laughs> like, like we will, I'll get there, and we've got all this stuff, and there's wires coming out of things, and all the lights, and I'm like, uh, where where does my amp go? This ten foot <laughs> strip is you guys. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you guys get this much, you know. And you think you see the stage, like of the you're pageant. secondary to the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you've seen the stage of the pageant. They're like, how do we run out of room on this? You know. But it's just like, and I love it because it's it's over the top, and it's yeah. that's kind of what we do. But if I have one gripe with our 
uh, production style is sometimes the, the, the way it was like, hey, you can set up all the lights and lasers you want, but if yeah. we don't play this music, you're going to have a problem, you know? I, I also love, like, I know pretty much everyone in the band and most of you very, very well. And I love how different you all are and how you approach it differently. And I've been with you after a couple shows. I know how you wind down. And uh, <laughs> Mark Quinn eats an extra stock of broccoli or something. He's right? out the back door at, at, at 11.05, man. That guy's gone. But, I mean, this is like yeah. Navy SEAL week, right? I mean, you guys have to. It's, it's got to be exhausting. It takes a lot of whiskey and cigarettes. <laughs> you got you to pace yourself. There's too much free booze in the back. Right? There is to it. It's right. not as bad as it used to be. Dude, it used to be like 15 years ago. It was just a party. Yeah. Like there was some crazy stuff going on back there. And now it's much more of a grown up. It's, yeah. You know, it, there's a, a precision to it. And we know what we're there to do. Uh, we're happy to be doing it. Yeah. Um, we know that there's people there every night. You know, it's not like you go out there and uh, it's like 50 people. It's sold out. Yeah. You know, there are, and, and we love, we love being there. We love doing it. So when you're drunk and or high, <laughs> you feel like you're killing it, right? <laughs> like back in the old days. Right. Do right. you think that just necessarily you and every other musician is actually much better when you're serious and workmanlike. Oh, yeah, totally, dude. I, I do, I you know, we <clears throat> every night we get done, we go to this Mexican place. I have a margarita at about 5 o'clock and a bowl of chicken soup. Yep. I get back, I take a shower, and then I do a shot of whiskey or tequila right before we go on, and then I won't have an, I'll have, like, a drink in the second set. But yeah. it's, it's usually, like, a drink a set, and then... Then every all bets are off. After yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> no longer Pendleton is your friendleton. Uh, it's still my friendleton, <laughs> but not in the not while I'm doing the gig. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, so, how many shows this year? Seven. Seven shows. Yeah. Uh, Julie, do you know all the details, or the guys know all the details? Yeah, yeah. The Fridays and Saturdays, I think, are sold out. Okay. Um, there's, there's, I saw there was still some seats available for the Wednesday show and the, th both of the Thursday shows. Okay. There's not a bunch of them. There's like, you know, 10 or 15 a night, but, right. uh, but yeah, those are, <clears throat> those are going. And Dave should, should talk a little bit about the, the charity thing that we're doing. Yes, this yes, year. yes, yes, yes. Please do. Oh, yeah. So, uh, this year, uh, portion of the ticket sales are being donated to the song society, which is a group who offers kids with um, debilitating diseases a chance to learn how to play music. Um, this is an offshoot of kids with cancer. So they used to focus on, you know, uh, the kids who had cancer, but they are, the Song Society decided there are more uh, kids in need of uh, outlets and the families too um, are, are involved. And so it's a, a way for them to have an outlet. <clears throat> And not necessarily having to think about, you know, what uh, appointment they have to make and all the... That's so cool. The horrible stuff that, that goes with uh, that's, that. This really helps them to have an out, a creative outlet, a way mm -hmm. to talk about their feelings and in a musical way. So it's that's very, neat. very therapeutic. You that's know? fantastic. Yeah. Do you guys need musical equipment and stuff? Do... Oh, oh I'm, I'm not... I'm, uh, facilitating any of that but right. um i know a lot of people that do um jamie kennington and uh some friends of mine that that are uh, music therapists yeah and so really they'll 
get the kid in and they'll spend some time on them, see what kind of instrument they'd like to learn how to play. Yeah. Or if they just want to write a song and they'll play accompaniment with them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they facilitate that, that stuff and it's, it's to help um, pay for that kind of thing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super it's cool. It's a great program. I'm going to donate a drum set. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Very cool. They I have a little Manu Kache sure. Yamaha set. Really sweet set. Oh, nice. But small. Okay. Perfect for kids. All Beautiful. yours. Uh, tickets, all that stuff? Yeah. Ticketmaster? Yeah, Ticketmaster. My favorite Box way is, is to just go down there and, and take cash, and uh, you get around all the fees. Okay. I'm there opening night, second row balcony. I always like when you look at me and wave. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. 253 DGS. You're going to go this year, Wheels? Yep. Nice. Yep. I'm going to go opening night. Why not? Yeah. Fantastic. Figure if I'm going to do it, do it the first night. Go hang out. I don't. I mean, I love that. I love the pageant. It's, I mean, there's no bad place to be in that building. So why not? Let's go see it. When sounds they, like a when sounds they like break a blast. into Shinani Crazy Diamonds, you should scream, let's go. <laughs> All right, I will. I'll be in the back. I mean, Lord knows people will hear me. <laughs> I'm looking at the pageant's website right now. Uh, looks like there's still tickets for the 21st of December, the 27th, the, and the 28th. So Very cool. Mark your calendars. Rachel, have you been? I went to see them out at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. I've yet to be to, to announce uh, to an outdoor it show. It was incredible. I mean, if you're thinking of going to see El Monstero, just go. If you like Pink Floyd at all, you are going to have a blast at the show. If you don't like Pink Floyd and you just like music, it's yeah. an incredible show. It's a spectacle. Yeah. Like literally every second of the show, you have something amazing to look at. Mm-hmm. You know? Just so cool. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Who's got something that uh, is two minutes long? Let me see. Oh, I have Throwback Thursday. Okay. Let's go. All right. Tw- 215 years ago in 1808, James Madison, the father of the Constitution, was elected the fourth president of the United States. And 187 years ago in 1836, Martin Van Buren was elected the eighth president of the United States. I think States. he's the one that looks like the baby. Old MVB. He's, uh, I always remember him as the eighth because of that Seinfeld episode where Kramer is holding like a bottle in his hand and he put, he's, he's, he's going like this Mm -hmm. and he's holding up eight fingers and the Van Buren boys, they leave him alone because he was the eighth president. He thought he was giving them the Van Buren boys game sign. Oh my God, that's funny. So that was pretty good. 82 years ago in 1941, the Japanese launched a surprise attack on the U.S. Pacific fleet at Pearl Harbor. That's right. Today is Pearl Harbor Mm. Day. Respect. Today is obviously a national day of remembrance. My dad uh, didn't talk much about the war, but I asked him because he volunteered when he was 16, 17 years old. And I said, why did you do it? And he thought about it for a second. And he said, because I was pissed. Mm. And I and just like it just kind of hung in the air. And you can imagine Right. I mean, this is obviously very pre 9-11. Mm-hmm. We had never contemplated anything like this. It just came out of nowhere. And people were just let's go. Right. I mean, that was the mood. Right. Everybody was oh, fighting to get in. hundred percent. Yep. 54 years ago in 1969, Frosty the Snowman first aired on TV. Don't you have some sort of huge problem with Frosty the Snowman, or am uh, I making that up? No, no, no. What it is is that, uh, you know me, I'm very sensitive. And uh, spoiler alert, Frosty melts. Yeah. And every year, 
I would run into my room crying inconsolably. <laughs> and my family loved to screw with me. And rather than coming in saying, like, Dave, you should you should watch the end because he, he comes back to life. They just didn't do that until I was, like, 12. And then I saw what happened at the end. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, you guys have let me do this now for six years. How many shit like, tears have I shed? Kids, they changed the ending. Kids shows back in the day used to mess with you. Oh, yeah. Like who? Why, why would you pull, do that? Why would you throw that in there? They did not pull any punches. Yeah, they'd fake you out. They'd be like, "Hey, kids, he's dead." And 51 years ago, in 1972, America's sixth and final moon mission, Apollo 17, took off from Cape Canaveral, Florida. No one ever talks about anything but 11 and 13. 11 because it was the first 13 because of yeah. Tom Hanks, but mm-hmm. yeah, no one ever talks about those other ones. We should get a guest on to do that. Sure. Let's try to find, maybe yeah, there's a surviving astronaut, sure. but if not, let's find someone to kind of talk about all the stuff, the cool stuff that we did. Someone who was saying that the moon landing was faked on TikTok said, how did they get the, the moon rover on this tiny little landing thing? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> That's a really You're good point. bringing up an excellent point. <laughs> so we'll find that out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.